Welcome to the St. Richard's Podcast Sermon of the Week. This week's message is given by the Reverend Kelly Jennings. For more information, please visit us at strichards.org. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, Amen. How about that last line in the gospel Jerry just read? Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples which are not written in this book. Why not? You know, you want to just know more. If, but these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. Through believing you may have life in his name. Well, I thought reading the gospel um, of a phrase this, this week came to mind, you know, Jesus showing his wounds uh, and he's alive. The phrase just kept coming to mind, life after the wounds or life beyond the wounds, life beyond our wounds, wounds as in injuries, pain, sufferings, right? The risen Christ shows these wounds to his friends Notice the order in which things happen that first Easter night. John's always very attention, pays attention to detail. Mary Magdalene has already told the disciples she's seen the risen Christ earlier that morning, right? So then we hear, Jesus came, this is in the evening, later that evening, Jesus comes and stands among his friends and he says, Peace be with you. And then he shows them his hands and his side. The wounds of his crucifixion. Well, we have all been wounded in our past. And the world, the flesh, and the devil that we will renounce today, the baptismal party will renounce, that we each have renounced at our baptisms or someone on our behalf if we were younger, The world, the flesh, and the devil will no doubt wound us again and again in our lives. It's kind of a guarantee. But when we get baptized or when we bring a child before the baptismal font, we stand there in faith because we have witnessed Jesus bring us through those trials in our life. Trials, yes, which gave us wounds. But the scars of those wounds are witness to the rescue we have known in clinging to Jesus. Our wounds do not define us, but our wounds preach for us of God's strength and God's power, God's life. Our wounds give testimony to the power of God over any evil that can besiege us. So happy Easter, everybody. This second Sunday in the 50-day-long season of Easter, we are presented with passages from the Bible that are woven together so beautifully. Peter even quotes the psalm that we all said together, Psalm 16. In the first lesson there in Acts, we hear Simon Peter's bold speech to the crowds in Jerusalem on the Feast of Pentecost, and we'll celebrate that as a church in just under 50 days. But here is this disciple, Peter, who denied Jesus three times before the crucifixion, and now, just 50 days later, with the Holy Spirit newly anointed over him and the eleven... I'll notice all the details here in Acts, too. They have replaced Judas with someone. 
Peter stands up bravely and proclaims to the vast crowds that despite their plans to do away with the man Jesus, God's plan was triumphant. This Jesus, Peter declared, God raised up, and of that, all of us are witnesses. Now, to pause on the accusation Peter makes to those around him, Peter himself, let us remember, is one of them. Peter took part in Jesus going to the cross too, so he's preaching to himself. And he's about to tell them what's available to them, as was available to Peter, to help God make things right and reconciled between them and God. But pausing here still, how about us? I wonder if in your life you can see where despite your own strong will, your stubbornness, even your conscious or unconscious sabotaging of whatever good thing had, had come your way, God still brought about his plan. But I bet you all can think of at least one thing in your, in one event in your life where despite your efforts not for it to happen, God still brought about his plan, which is always good. God's plan is always true. God's plan is always about life beyond death. Life beyond the wounds. Recall the Easter story. In the garden before his arrest, Jesus had prayed that his mission be taken from him. And yet he had said, your will not mine be done, Father. He took the jeers and flogging. He went to the cross. He suffered and died. He was placed in a tomb which was sealed shut. And on the third day, as Peter tells the crowds, God raised him up, having freedom from death, because it was impossible for him to be held in its power. Friends, it is impossible for God not to do work through each of you and bring new life into a situation that feels dead right now, or at least where you are feeling very wounded right now. God is ready to go to work. That's our Easter message. Hallelujah. And then in our second lesson, we hear more from Peter. This time, we, have a, we hear from one of his letters in Scripture. And he's writing later on to Christians who face persecution. He writes to give them courage and to remind them of the truth they witness to with their own bodies. So here, Peter, like a majestic pipe organ, just lets go in praise. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And into, it's just building, isn't it? And into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who are being protected by the power of God through faith. That's something you guys can stick on your fridge and read every morning. Live, it's a call to so live into God's life. Life beyond the wounds. If you are facing an obstacle in your life right now, if you do not see a way through it or a way around it, if you are suffering wounds physically or spiritually right now, then cling to Peter's words with us, church. We can have hope in Jesus' life, an inheritance imperishable. He will bring you through, and your wounds will witness to that rescue. Don't be afraid to show the wounds. Now, if we read on just a few verses in that same Acts passage, and we're going to hear them next week, so you won't miss them. But if we do read on a few, what does Peter do after he's given this speech? 
he encourages them to repent and get baptized. Baptism is not fire insurance, it is life insurance. Baptism is the entrance to participation in a life, the life of the risen Christ. Hallelujah. Children give us new ways to see the world. So I love being a children's minister and being in the atrium on Sunday mornings with children, entering the school week with children here in school. A fellow catechist, Kay, who leads a catechesis of the Good Shepherd program in Amarillo, tells the story of a five-year-old boy in her atrium. The boy had heard the proclamation that Jesus is the light of the world. And customarily, we give children, after proclaiming the gospel, time to respond to God's word with artwork. Artwork. This five-year-old boy, for four Sundays in a row, when it was time to do artwork, would take out a piece of paper and draw a circle. And then he proceeded to just color in here and there with blue. Little little sections of the circle, but not fill it by any means, just little bits of blue. At the end of each atrium time on Sunday, he'd throw the picture away. It was done. Finally, one morning, Kay overheard another boy, little buddy in the atrium, say to the first one, mainly out of curiosity, you never finished that picture. The boy responded, Yes, I do. The rest of the circle is the light of Christ that is covering the world. Isn't that great? Then you have to draw it. Yeah. Many of us have been blessed to know Liza Moore, including her beautiful artwork and poetry at St. Richard's. Some here have known her for almost 10 years now. Almost. And now we at both the church, and we love you too, William. <laughs> and now we at both the church and the school are blessed by God's precious gift to their family, a little boy, Shepherd. A quiet, contemplative presence, though his parents may have some other experiences with him, and he may prove us totally wrong in a few minutes. Baptizing Shepherd is a great gift and an act of faith on the part of his parents and his godparents, Sonia and Dan. Welcome. It is a great act of faith, faith that no matter what obstacles Shepherd will face, no matter what wounds the world will give him, nothing will separate him from the light of the world, his good shepherd, whose voice their little boy will always recognize and follow. I'm sure of that. A closing observation about the end of our gospel passage today. Notice that the disciple Thomas is not with the gathering when Jesus first appears to them. We don't know why, don't know where he was. Someone commented last week that Thomas did not believe Jesus had risen from the dead because he was away from the gathering of the disciples. He was outside the church. A week later, all the disciples are gathered together and Thomas is with them. What happens next? 
Well, Jesus appears to them all again and shows Thomas his wounds, inviting him even to put his hands in them. And Thomas then makes perhaps the greatest profession of faith in the scriptures, my Lord and my God. Friends, by your baptism, by a great mystery, you are a part of Jesus's body, wounds and all. We see him better when we are together. Shepherd, we look forward to you joining our number and seeing our Lord even better. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. For service times or more information on St. Richard's, please visit strichards.org.